0: welcome to it's a lock podcast season three episode number nine i'm your host big bet brent and with me as always is mad money mike how you doing mike
1: hey you know what big bet brent i am doing okay my man it was another week of ref some refs won some refs lost some refs went under and some refs went over but it was ref nonetheless and i had a blast buddy
0: (laughs) Uh, well, we are going to recap uh, the Ref NFL season uh, week number seven. And uh, it sounds like somebody uh, is sour right out of the gate. You know, some sour grapes. I'm sure we'll get into it. Maybe maybe starting with Thursday night football, which was finally um, a barn burner. I think prime time overs and unders are still like 12 and four or 12 and six. But uh, this one, uh, Saints at. Cardinals uh, did not disappoint. Uh, clearly, went over thirty-four to forty-two. Mad Money Mike, the Cardinals snap an eight-game home losing skid. DeAndre Hopkins is back with ten receptions for over a hundred yards. Uh, who's that quarterback? Uh, Red Rifle threw two uh, pick-sixes. <laughs> his his name is slipping my memory. Oh, Andy, Andy don't don't it. It. Oh he my threw god! Two Another
1: future used car salesman. What is? What are these guys even doing, man? Uh,
0: but, all right, at least this game was exciting. The uh the Cardinals come away with it like I said, 42 to uh 34. Mad Money Mike, is this the rebirth of the Cardinals with D. hops being back? Um a nice bounce back win after that terrible loss to the Seahawks. They're only one game out of first place in their division. Uh, or do you think this is just uh, you know, is is uh is is temporary with regards to the Cardinals uh, looking good? Well,
1: I think we mentioned it last week that the return of deandre hopkins could in fact open up some things for them and it did you know hopkins is one of those unique receivers that is both a deep threat and a slot threat you know he runs all of the routes and you know that threat uh opened up the running game so i think with the way that eno benjamin is emerging as a runner and then now with that true passing uh, elite receiver threat. I really do think that this should uh turn the tide for them and I expect to see, you know, I don't know if success is the right word, but at least more of a go at it. So we'll have to just keep an eye on who their opponents are. But yeah, I see I see brighter days ahead for the cards. Awesome. I think we're gonna have
0: to check the odds, but we should definitely take a look at Cardinals to win the division. Uh like I said, right now they are only one game out of first place, which is Currently uh you know, habited by the Seahawks who are four and three. So um something to keep in mind there in that NFC West, uh hotly contested. Although, you know, the big news, which we didn't uh, report uh, since our last pod 49ers got uh, Christian McCaffrey. So whoa. definitely
1: yeah. whoa. You know,
0: big big move alert. Yeah, Jimmy G throws a couple of picks, and next thing you know they got CMC. <laughs> so uh need an outlet. But uh nevertheless let's keep moving into the Sunday slate. Mad Money Mike, the Tennessee Titans have now won 4 straight. They didn't they didn't have an offensive touchdown in this game but they win 19 to 10 over the Colts uh complete the sweep. They've played twice already and the Titans have won both of them. They're now 4 and 2. The Colts are now 3-3 three, three and 1, so a solid game and a half up in the division. Um like I said there was a pick six of Matt Ryan who now I see like has a shoulder injury and I think Ellinger is in line to start next week. Um, Derrick Henry rushes for over 100 yards. The field goal kicker kicks like a gajillion field goals. Mad Money Mike, I think we're both low on the Colts. And if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm high on the Titans. Like I said, they won four straight. I, I didn't sell them when they started 0 2, but what are your thoughts on uh, this Titans team?
1: Well, you know, anytime you have you know Derrick Henry on your roster you are going to have a fighting chance in any given game they've had some success in the past so they're a team that has big aspirations they've had a, a taste of success that means it's going to keep them hungry they have a what I think you could call a pretty solid 12th man in Mike Brable um, so you know those are all the recipes for some you know success they're going to have a go at it man and they're, they are a team that they get stronger as the year goes on. We've actually seen that over the last like three or four seasons that uh, they start off a little choppy and they really have a tendency to peak late. So yeah, look uh, look to the Titans to uh, keep it going.
0: Yeah, taking a look at the AFC South. Clearly, this division is a little bit weaker than even we pre- predicted at the beginning of the year. I mean, the, they're four and two. Colts are three three and one, but Titans already a game up because they beat them twice. So they'll they'll win any tiebreaker there. The Jags have been disappointing at 2-5, and, and the Texans are 1-4-1. and one. So they've got a clear shot to uh, the playoffs and uh, some home field advantage. So um, definitely want to keep an eye out on them. As long as they stay healthy, like half their team is healthy. I think Tannehill is in like a walking boot. And, of course, Derrick Henry, um, you know, he's uh, he's a bruiser, and uh, that works both ways. So something to, to keep, it, keep an eye on. Let's move to the Green Bay Packers losing their third straight game This time to Taylor Heineke, who's in for Carson Wentz in the Washington Commanders, 23 to 21. Mad Money Mike, like I said, uh, Packers haven't lost three straight under Matt LaFleur. Uh, They rushed for like 35 rushing yards. Uh, Rodgers did not look good. He's got like a sore thumb. He was 23 for 35 for 194 yards. Packers did not convert a third down all day. That was, like, the first time since, like, 2010. And uh, the Packers are 3-4. and Mad Money Mike, what are your thoughts on this one?
1: Uh, L's to the Commanders and the Jets in their last two games, man. Dude, the Packers are absolute garbage. They're currently on fire as we speak. I heard that they're dispatching uh, a truck. Dude, they are unbelievable hot steaming piles of flaming garbage and they have a uh, they have to go up against the bills next week so look uh, Uh. look for uh, some sort of NFL shenanigans because on paper Green Bay should lose by about 40 my guess is it'll be some ridiculous like three-point game or something but with that being said all conspiracy theories aside they suck they're going to continue to suck they sucked in the past they were going to suck in the future pack it up pack it in the Packers will not win again.
0: <laughs> okay, dear loyal listeners, keep that in mind because I believe last time Mad Money Mike used that phrase, it was on the Steelers. And they then went on to like, they
1: like beat the Bucks or something <laughs> like the very next week. All right. Yeah, but come on, man. The Bucks, they didn't win. By the way, they didn't win against the Bucks. Okay. Technically, at the end of the game, they had a higher score, but you would not describe that as mm-hmm. winning. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, let's just move on to
0: another shocking uh game outcome, including the Tampa Bay Bucks, because they just lost three to twenty-one to the Carolina Panthers, who are clearly packing it in. Like that phrase clearly fits with the Panthers. They just traded CMC. I think did they fire their head coach? I think they did. Yeah. Matt Rule is gone. So they've got nobody. Um like PJ Walker started at quarterback um instead of Darnold. Or, uh, God, who's the guy from the Browns? His name's slipping my mind again. Kind of Mayfield. Like, yeah, I've got, yeah, I don't know what's going on, like, mushy brain today, but yeah, PJ Walker started. Choba <laughs> Hubbard was the running back, and the Panthers win 21 to three. The Buccaneers are now three and four. First time this far in the season that, uh, Tom Brady has been under 500. So, Mad Money Mike, I feel like this is a dead cat bounce here, um, and the Panthers are not good, but, uh, the Buccaneers are legitimately not good, and that is a surprise to some, although we have been calling this.
1: Yeah, man. Um can you just imagine for a second what it would be like to be Tom Brady? Okay. Let me just paint a quick picture for you. Win the Super Bowl, like get drunk and have like a great time and like chuck the trophy around and like all this stuff, and then you're like, all right, you know, I'm gonna retire, and then you like retire. And then in and, and some complete uh lapse of you know just judgment and reason you decide like okay no i'm not gonna retire i'm gonna come back and you are now part of one of the stinkiest turds in the nfl and your wife divorces you it's like whoopsie (laughs) that's a five alarm (laughs) mistake there bud like god he could be just hanging out with his kids and his supermodel wife and just like living life but instead he's just getting just stacking l's what a muppet the crazy
0: thing is how bad the Buccaneers look. I think they're still like minus 250 favorites to win the NFC South. They're still tied for first at 3 and 4 with the Falcons and the Panthers and the Saints are both 2 and 5 and they're only one game back. Like talk about a uh, talk about a fight for for the worst. Uh, the NFC South is like the new NFC least. Uh, NFC East, mad money Mike. This is uh this is embarrassing.
1: Yeah, man. This that's it. That's the only. That's the only word. I mean, they're just gonna like emblazon that in gold and just like put a giant plaque above the stadium, just as embarrassing because there's just no other words to describe this team. Um, I'm gonna put a uh, I'm gonna put a healthy little bet down on Falcons to win the division, man. We are
0: yeah. We remind me, Mad Money Mike, we got to take a look look at some division odds because that's uh that's the second one, Cardinals and uh, potentially Seahawks and uh. Or at least we got to talk about that one, and then, like you said, the uh, the Falcons there. Okay, let's move to a game that is just vindication for all of us, I guess, casual sports betters. And this was the New York Giants in Jacksonville, beating, surviving over the Jacksonville Jaguars, twenty-three to seventeen. This one had us all like second guessing ourselves. Why? Why? Why were the Jags favored by two and a half? And then throughout the week, the line moved in their direction, and then the line closes. Like at some point, it made it all the way to three and a half, so it moved across three, which is a key number. I did, I do believe it got bet back down to three, so it, it landed there. But so clearly, all the sharp money was still heading towards the Jags. Meanwhile, Mad Money Mike, you and I, and all the rest of our loyal listeners, and all the rest of America was uh, scratching our head and pounding the Giants. But vindication, because the Giants won, so. We uh we know what's up. Um, but did you see that final drive? It came down to the last play and like the one yard line. Christian Kirk barely didn't get in. Did you see like tinfoil hats out? Like, did you see like how badly the refs wanted the Jags to win?
1: Of course, because the refs are paid. Man, the refs are paid by the sharps. They're paid by the NFL. The whole stinking cabal of 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 you know Tom foolery was on full display there in that last drive. And uh, and yeah, finally the the little people won. The play that got called in, the wide receiver just forgot to run one yard deeper, and uh, and the little man won. Yeah, I saw on Barstool Sports Book there was a you know their segment, their Mortal Locks segment. Jersey Jerry was saying like you you have to take you have to take the Jags because obviously like Vegas, you know it was the whole like classic it was like us against them it was like this is what vegas is trying mm-hmm. to do so like get on board and go along with vegas and you, they were just one yard away what a wild line what a wild game um you know pretty solid play out of both these teams man um really if you watch the game it was pretty impressive uh pretty impressive ball being played man um i actually look uh to both of these teams to uh to make some to make some playoff runs even the Jags two and five, you think that they're going to rebound? Ooh, two and five is a hold, son. That is a deep hole. I <laughs> take a, I just take a look at the old schedule, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know, there's like they 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 got like eight or nine wild card spots these days, don't they? Doesn't let like everybody <laughs> get in? Um, it's pretty much the
0: NBA. Um, but anyway, just to add some color to that final drive, there was, I believe, an interception that got called back because of some like invisible penalty like a defensive holding like you check the replay it's like that happens on every play and then there was like some magical roughing the passer call on trevor lawrence like you watch the replay and it's like that's not roughing the passer like you cannot call that right there um and then there there was one other thing that i forget why but it was like that's not normal like clearly the refs are out to uh to have the jags win but even it was when the ref, that.
1: it was it was when the ref, uh, the ref tackled that Giants defender, and like pulled, and then like waved the Jags receiver to like go through. And that was when he tripped him when the ref, when the ref tripped the Giants quarterback. That was the other thing you're thinking.
0: Oh man! All right. Well, anyway, the Giants improved to six and one, and the Jags uh, fall to two and five. And we are going to move on to the, just quickly talking about the Browns and the Ravens, Ravens at home, get the win 20 to 23. Gus Edwards is back for the Ravens. And did they showcase him? Because I have Lamar Jackson on my fantasy team and he's been doing diddly squat, but uh, Gus Edwards, uh, welcome back. He's got two rushing touchdowns and the Ravens hang on. They win, but don't cover. I think the spread was six and a half. So uh, they improved to four and three And the Browns. Uh, Ball to two and five. Mad Money Mike, any thoughts on this one?
1: Oh boy, what can you say, man? um You know, uh Browns are. They were more competitive in this game than I thought they would be. Um, you know, they've got a good rushing game. You know, anytime that you have such a solid rushing game, you're going to stay in ball games. You know, I certainly expected the Ravens to win by a lot more than three. Um, you know, the Ravens. The Ravens are having a, a little bit of a tough go at it. Like you said, I think, you know, it just, just depends. Can Gus Edwards stay healthy? You know, they have a real hard time keeping running backs healthy over there, man. If he can stay healthy, they'll continue to make a run. Lamar Jackson, you know, chinks in the armor right now. But this is the time of year where I like to see teams struggling. This is a good time for them mm-hmm. to struggle. They'll get it together. They'll peak late. And they will definitely not win the Super Bowl. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, yeah, they have had some trouble, you know, losing, uh, losing when they're ahead. So at least they were able to hold the lead there. Um, and, yeah, like you mentioned, still leading the uh, AFC North. But staying in the NFC North, um, the Bengals, 35, the Falcons, 17. Mad Money Mike, Joe Burrow looked great in this game, 481 passing yards, three a lot. touchdowns. Two of them to my man, Jamar Chase. Meanwhile, the Falcons were previously 6-0 and against the spread, and I think we both had them to cover here, um, but this was never really a game. The Bengals jumped out to, like, 21 to nothing lead. Um, and, yeah, like I said, Bengals win 35-17, running away with it. So um, Bengals got us there, or should I say the Falcons got us there for uh, us taking them plus 6.5. Uh, Looked too good, but any thoughts on this one, or I guess we're both broke, huh?
1: Yeah, certainly seems like uh, the Bengals have, uh, you know, they went to uh, Home Depot and got some of that flex seal and patched up that offensive line <laughs> because the way that that thing was going in the beginning of the year, I thought that uh, I thought that Joe Burrow was going to get carted off in several different pieces, man. But, um, but the last few games, they have protected him and he's been chucking the rock. So I think that's pretty much it for them, man. If they can keep that offensive line – holding uh holding down the trenches i think the sky's the limit for the old bungles nice yeah there should be some
0: interesting uh division matchups later this season when the Bengals take on uh the ravens i don't think they've played yet or to have to double check that but they at least got one more game so let's uh let's move on the kansas city chiefs 44 in san francisco beating up on the 49ers who now like we said have uh, christian mccaffrey uh san francisco puts up 23 points but they were out to an early lead, up 10-0. The Chiefs were able to come from behind. What do we have here? Patrick Mahomes throws for three touchdowns. Mad Money Mike, San Francisco 49ers, they uh, still got some work to do. Even though they have CMC, You know, clearly it's going to take a little bit for uh, him to get settled. Let's see how Garoppolo did. He threw for 303 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Ash Mahomes threw for
1: 423 yards, Mad Money Mike. What were your thoughts on this game? Dude, yeah, the Chiefs are just absolute animals, man. They, uh, they're nothing can stop them. They're all the way up, you know. Uh, they, <laughs> <laughs> they, they're just so good, man. They're just so good. Uh, it's kind of interesting that they lost to the Bills. You know, once close again, game. Two, yeah, very close game. Uh, who had the ball last situation? Um, They're, you know, they're because and the reason why I say that's interesting is because in my mind they're they're far and away the best team in the league. Um God, they played so good, man. It's they're really fun to watch. Watching the Chiefs really to me is like the only last little slice of enjoyable football left where I watch it and I'm like, hell yeah, this is awesome. All other games are like snooze, turds, refs, just like it's just all sucks. But the Chiefs provideth the entertainment, dude. They look so good. They're so just like crispy and speedy and uh, you know, they make it happen. And the defense showed up. They, uh, they uh, shut down the old C-Mac welcome party and uh, forced Jimmy G into some interceptions. And uh, you know uh, with C-Mac, you know, they were, they were running the ball. I think what happened is, is that the chiefs just overpowered them. And then they got in a situation where they couldn't just run it anymore. They had to push, they had to try to keep up. So although they got, you know slaughtered this week i look for the 49ers to uh put together some some good games coming up yeah
0: i completely agree uh Kyle Shanahan will definitely work up some uh some more looks some more plays now that he's got CMC and that uh that AFC was that AFC South or NFC South what division is that
1: NFC uh,
0: or well you yeah. know i'm saying yeah i'm sorry yeah, NFC West yeah. division is tight <clears throat> is going to be real tight so all right let's close it out with Sunday night football Pittsburgh Steelers 10 points Miami Dolphins 16 points the Dolphins survive Tua Tagovailoa is back The Steelers had a chance to uh to steal this game uh, I think there's a late interception there Mad Money Mike Steelers dead cat bounce kind of like the Panthers they're uh they're two and five the Dolphins improved to four and three um Good to see Tua back. I guess. I mean, he didn't get concussed, so I mean, this is
1: a step in the right direction, huh? Dude, he ran. He ran the ball one time, and to, you know, he was like trying to pick up the first down, and he's like, yeah, I mean, he's just barreling towards a defender. The defender goes in, and he just like puts his head down and just like goes right in. And I just thought to myself, like, oh, here we go. But luckily, the defender just came in enough, like from the side and like ended up being more of like a shoulder kind of a thing. But dude, the guy is oh man. Whatever whatever magic potion they injected right into his cerebral cortex to uh to make him have no fear of being concussed again is working because he really went out there and played with no fear. Um you know the Steelers defense I think is you know possibly underrated you know i mean then that you know they they lost the game but man they i don't i don't know if you saw the highlights but they dropped more interceptions than any team has um since uh since the year uh 1207 ad in the middle ages i mean they dropped i think like four interceptions and when i say dropped i mean like directly into the bread basket um so they so to was easily- fault so oh big time so, okay all right so yeah good well
0: Steelers are good they just got to catch the ball but Dolphins not looking good Tua may have some vision problems
1: well I mean it's tough to throw good passes when you just got done having a brain transplant so whatever like test tube brain they like had to put in there <laughs> to fix this broken one is certainly going to lead to some deficiencies in in uh passing decisions but yeah this is a tough one to tough one to gauge how it all went down to be honest with you it's I don't know. It's just hard. Are the Steelers that good? Was he having a little bit of after effects from his timeout? Are they not as good as we thought they were? A lot of TBDs on this one, but one thing I do know for sure is that the Steelers' offense is going to be problematic for them when it comes to trying to get any Ws. So their defense might keep some games close, but a lot of question marks on the O. Bet the under is what I just heard. All right. All right. That's going to do it for our Week
0: 7 recap. Let's take a quick look at Shefty's Twitter to talk injuries. Mad Money Mike, we've got DK Metcalf. Apparently, he, uh, his sprained knee, the test came back good, so he'll miss uh, minimal time. They were concerned he had some sort of uh, like ACL injury, but that is not the case. Brown's tight end, David Njoku. Njoku, suffered a high ankle sprain. He's going to be out two to five weeks. Uh, Jets running back, Brees Hall. Suffered a uh, torn ACL.
1: He'll be Ruh, out roe. for the season.
0: Yeah. So Ruh,
1: rookie of yeah, the for year. All those bets. You think you think DraftKings is going to be a sweetheart and refund your bet? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: if you do have him on your fantasy team, or even if you don't, you need to go pick up. Uh, what was it? I think Michael Carter, uh, the Jets backup, who who's pretty serviceable too. So uh, Giants tight end David Bellinger has a fracture around the eye socket that looked pretty brutal um, yeah, yesterday, I- but. He uh, likely will require surgery. Um, we mentioned Matt Ryan with the shoulder injury; he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. And the Colts head coach Frank Reich said Sam Ellinger is going to be the start, like for the foreseeable future. So as long as Ellinger plays well, it's uh it's his job to lose. So cue uh, cue the toilet flush sound. <laughs> uh, Matt Ryan he had a he had a great career, but uh, him and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers maybe it's time for a. Uh,
1: all them to hit the hit the lot hit the oh matt Matt ryan is denzo there's no coming back from this at this age not too many 60 year olds playing in the nfl (laughs) and lastly chargers wide receiver mike williams also has
0: a high ankle sprain so gonna miss some time there too it looks to be like at least two to five weeks all right mad money mike let's take a quick look at the standings the vikings have like a two and a half game lead over the Packers in the NFC North. They're five and one. The Packers are three and four. We talked about the NFC South and how everybody's in it, but nobody's in it. Cause they all suck. We also spoke about the NFC West, how the Seahawks are in first at four and three Rams are three and three 49ers and Cardinals are three and four. So that is a tight race and AFC North Ravens and Bengals are four and three Browns and Steelers are two and five. So, um, yeah, let's take a look now at the week 8 look ahead and I've got uh some good news for you, Mad Money Mike. Although we're going to start with the Thursday night football game, you also need to know, I just want to tell you right now that there's a London game. So, you know, set your let's alarm. Go. Big boy, you got to wake up early.
1: Dude, that's great 12 news. 12 hours of football this Sunday. That is great news, man. <laughs> only a only a only a tiny little 8-hour time difference for me, man. That's going to be perfect.
0: Oh, man. All right. But, yeah, let's start with the Thursday Night Football. The Baltimore Ravens heading into Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. The Ravens are two-point favorites. And based off what we just saw the Buccaneers do on a short week, I'm taking the Ravens and the points. I'm giving the points. I think it should be on the other side of three. Mad Money Mike, what do you think?
1: Oh, I'm on the refs hard on this one, dude. I'm going <laughs> to pound the refs. I'm going to pound the refs so hard. Um, okay. Well, what is that? This is, don't so make me beg. <laughs> this is so absurd. This is so absurd. Like, you lost a
0: lot of money. What was it? What was it? What did you end this week?
1: All right. It doesn't matter. I don't even know. I don't even know if it was the refs that led to the Steelers and the Dolphins putting up exactly diddly effing squat in the second half. They come out. I mean, this is my fault. I'm so stupid, but I hate the NFL so much. You know, they're just like firing on all cylinders, dude. Like, 26 points scored in the first half. I teased the second half over way down, way down. They only needed to score, like, 11 points or something, like, or 12 and a half, whatever it was. Like, nothing. Essentially. No, I think it was 13 and a half. Just, well, two touchdowns would be scored. That's it. And the whole second half. All right. So, anyways, I don't – Thanks a lot for bringing it up, by the way. Like, dude. This is your therapy, Mad Money Mike. I feel like this is therapy. Somebody find me a cat to kick. This is, like – All right. So, um – what were we talking about? Oh, about how ridiculous this line is. I, I hate it. This is so dumb. If the Ravens don't win by a billion, then it's fake. The whole league's fake. This is the gun to head segment. So give me the Ravens minus two. All right. <laughs> do you feel better? Yeah, I mean you gotta no. feel better after that. No. 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 Oh wait. You opened the button we... and it's still empty. Wait, we didn't. Okay, we'll talk about this at the end of this segment. All right. Anyways, moving on. What do you got on this? What are you taking? You taking Ravens?
0: Oh yeah, Ravens minus two,
1: easy. I'm putting in bets like before I click uh,
0: publish on this pod, Um, because I know that our, you know, when we talk about things, it moves the lines. So, you know, all right, let's head to the Sunday slate. The London game, the no one cares about this London game, Mad Money Mike. The Denver Broncos versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Broncos are three and a half point underdogs. This is in London, so there's really no home field advantage. I just feel like three and a half is too much for a Jags team that's not very good. But apparently, I feel like you see a little bit differently. Um, but it's not like the Broncos are good either. The over under is thirty nine, so maybe
1: the unders the play there. What about Frankenbeans, mate? What about what about the it's over? It's not Frankenbeans. What, what, what about I the mean? under? Did you did you pound the under? <laughs> did you get going pound the over, dude. I am not a fan this ridiculous absurdity of like going over with your you know uh whatever you know congrats london you know it's like we feel bad for you because you have you know nothing but just like crap weather and crap food crap beer crap everything but what you know we throw you a bone and um you're gonna have to put up with two turd teams as a result but you should be happy for what you got um yeah, I mean, on paper, Jags minus three and a half, and this is the gun to the head segment. So I'm going to take it. I don't know if Russell Wilson's going to be back, and they just really—I think they're packing it in, dude. I think they're—I uh, think they're. Uh, what do they call it these days? Quiet quitting. I think the team's quiet quitting. Who's <laughs> that? The Broncos or the Jags? Yeah, the Broncos, man. Uh, the Jags do that run defense is stout, man. I think if they force. Either one, Rippon or Wilson, if they just force him into throwing all day, it should be a long day for him. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Jags minus three and a half. market, it, dude. It's a lock.
0: All right. Parle- same game parlay with the under 39. And uh, enjoy a, a quick triple up courtesy of It's Lock Podcast. All right. Nice. You want to do like a quadruple up? Then let's talk Steelers at Eagles. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention. Um, teams coming off a bye this week are... I wrote it down. Okay. Teams coming off a bye Vikings, Eagles, Rams, Bills. Teams on by Chargers, Chiefs. So, why do I say that? Because the Eagles are coming off a bye and they're 11 point favorites at home versus the Steelers. Mad Money Mike, how is this not going to be a gajillion?
1: Mm, because of the NFL giving the Steelers the plays that the Eagles are calling? Everybody likes <laughs> Joystick Johnny, joke, right? But, oh, hey, like funny Mike and his conspiracy theories. Believe me, dude. Okay. <laughs> If uh, if Ted Cruz's dad can kill JFK and get away with it or whatever Trump said, then believe me, the NFL can pipe in the plays to the opposing team's defense, all right? Um, yeah, I mean, on paper, uh, you know, it's got to be 42, like 41-4 or something. I don't know how the Steelers are managing to score four points, but they'll find a way. Uh, they, The Eagles... And the Eagles do two sympathy uh safeties to lead to the first four point total in history. I don't know, man. Yeah, forty one zero Eagles all day.
0: Nice. Yeah, maybe look for an alternate line there. Um, or look for like a first half spread, because the Eagles are traditionally excellent in the second quarter. So um if we can get the Eagles, you know, in the first half for like maybe minus six and a half, you know, on the on the on the south side of a tutty. Um, that might be, uh, another way to avoid any, uh, second half shenanigans with, uh, with the NFL front office piping in men or joystick Johnny. So, all right, let's move to, uh, Cardinals Vikings. Cardinals off that nice win. Deandre Hopkins is back. Vikings coming off a buy, right? That's what I just said. Yeah. Vikings yeah. coming off a buy Vikings at home, three and a half point favorites, mad money. Mike, uh, God, I forget the name of the stadium, but Minnesota's got one of the best home field advantages. Mm. Um, it's like US Bank Stadium. Um, coming off a bye at home, three and a half. I wish it was three, but I actually don't. I feel like the Vikings are better than a half point favorite, so I'm mm. uh, I'm on the Vikings here. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's as a reverse trap. I think it's a trap double back with a side of uh, with a side of tomfoolery. You know, I think, you know, I, the, the Cardinals are coming off momentum, and that's good. The Vikings are coming off a bye. That's not momentum, so that's bad. Um, I choose momentum, dude. Give me the cards, plus three and a half. Take it to the tracker. Punch it in.
0: Wow. All right. We are taking our first bet to the tracker. I took I took you last week for 50 uh, with the Jets, but then you won and pick 'em, them, so we— uh... We evened it out with week seven. But all right, week eight, our first bet to the tracker. All right, Mad Money Mike, let us move on to now. All right, so we're taping this on Monday. The Patriots play tonight. Most likely, they're going to beat the snot out of the Bears. Um, now, granted, they win. Then uh, you know nothing will really change. But the Patriots heading into New York, taking on the Jets. Patriots are two-and-a-half-point favorites. So the Jets at home are underdogs. And uh, over under is 41. Mad Money Mike, I'm not sure which way to lean on this one. I feel like, I don't know, two and a half. Man, that's a toughie, man. You got any early, uh, early thoughts on this?
1: Mm, yeah, I mean, there's no possible way I'm gonna ever bet for the Jets. If any tiny little shred of feeling I had for them went away with uh, with Brees Hall being injured, mm, that's so, a good point. Forgot uh, about that injury. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we need to see what the Patriots do tonight. Um, but, yeah, give me the pats. Yeah, I like it. Give me the pats
0: as well. Robert Sala with uh, less coaching experience than uh, the one and only Bill Pelichick, who tonight is going to uh, you know look for sole second place of most wins ever. Um, so there you go. All right, let's move on to – this is a powerhouse matchup. NFC West. San Francisco 49ers heading into Los Angeles to take on the Rams. We've talked about some history here. The 49ers with CMC. Rams coming off a bye. Rams at home are two-point underdogs. Mad Money Mike. Over-under is 43. Ah, man. I gotta say, I like uh, two-points 49ers division game. That's a toughie. I may just end up taking... uh, the Niners on the money line, what are your thoughts here?
1: Yeah, I actually like that a lot. I think I think the line says it all, man. I think, you know, the Rams Super Bowl team, I think the majority the majority out there is going to be on the Rams at home, you know? They're going to see uh they're going to see the 49ers having lost, you know. But I don't know, the whole CMC thing might pull the public. I just basically feel like I'm fading the public here and uh and i could definitely see them being on the rams with the rams at home you know the rams have showed a lot of chinks in the armor man i mean the but the 49ers are like decimated on uh, defense with injuries so but their offense should be pretty good take the over give me uh gun to my head give me the niners but what i really like is the over
0: there you go. Yeah, that, uh, that over/under does seem a little low. It's at 43, but I kind of agree with you. The Rams have not looked good, but if anybody can turn it around, it is the Rams. It is Sean McBay coming off a bye. So um, this one will definitely be a good game to watch. So let's bet for points. Yeah, let's bet for points. Then we don't got to worry about it. We just got to root for some action. So. All right. Two more games. This one is just because, LOL. Aaron Rodgers is a 10.5 point dog. For the first time in his career, he's a double digit dog heading into Buffalo, taking on the Bills. And Mad Money Mike, I'm all over the Bills here. Is this the week where we're like all over huge favorites and they none of them cover? Feels like I'm, I feel like a sucker, but aren't the Bills coming off a buy? I mean, like, oh my God, how are they going to lose? I mean, yeah, they're coming off a buy. How could you possibly. Take the Packers, who just lost to the Commanders and Taylor Heineke. They've lost three straight. Bills Mm. at home off a bye. Give me the Bills, and I'm not thinking twice about it. Ten and a half. I'll take that all the way
1: up to 13 and a half. I think you have. I mean, well, yeah, this is the gun to the head segment. You have to. You're not going to put your life on the line betting on the Packers to cover. But like you said, there will be shenanigans. There will be tomfooleries. There will be double back trap blocks uh, and the like. Um, so you know one of these massive lines buffalo minus 10 and a half eagles minus 11 cowboys minus 10 and a half one of those massive lines will not hit because of uh because of the aforementioned tomfoolery but on paper with a gun to your head hammer cocked finger on the trigger you gotta take the bills nice all right let's close it out with Monday night
0: game, the Cincinnati Bengals heading into Cleveland, taking on the Browns. The Bengals on the road are three point favorites, and I'm riding with the Bengals. I like what they're doing. I think uh, I think they can handle handle three points even in this division game. What do you think? Over/unders forty-seven yeah. and a half too.
1: With the Bengals having won the Super Bowl and Joe Burrow being the uh, the Cinderella kid that he is. The Bengals are going to start traveling, brother, and this one is not far from home. There's going to be plenty of Cincinnati fans in that stadium. It is not going to feel like an away game, and the Bengals will cover minus three. Nice. All right, I'm trying to pull up
0: futures because I want to check uh, uh, team futures, division winners. Okay, let's scroll around here. Yeah. NFC South. Like I said, Buccaneers and the Falcons are three and four. Saints and Panthers are two and five. So one game back. Bucks are minus 225 to win the division. Falcons plus 275. Mad Money Mike, you like a sprinkle on the Falcons there, right?
1: Oh, man. The defense just sucks so bad, man. And it is certainly out there in the realm. It's in the ether that the Bucks are, you know, going to rebound later i mean it's just such a crap division but yeah i mean it's worth a sprinkle i think is it worth a sprinkle on the falcons i mean marcus Mariota is a real deal athlete man you know he's uh in terms of age and stuff he's like kind of in his prime uh if they can they can tighten up a little bit on defense i think that's definitely worth a sprinkle but again keep a lookout for the bucks to uh find their rhythm still pretty early in the season and we are talking about tom brady
0: yeah, plus 275, though. I I I agree with you a little bit of value. They just got to win the division. I mean, it's not like we're talking, you know, do anything in the playoffs. Just, you know, just show up. So yep. what about the Bengals plus 170 to win the AFC North? Right now, the Ravens are minus
1: 180 favorites. Both of these teams are 4-3. Worth a sprinkle? Got to be. I mean, got to be. Uh, we know what the Bengals are capable of. They went to the Super Bowl last year. I think a couple I think a couple of minutes ago I said winning the Super Bowl, but I meant, you know, winning the AFC. Um, they went to the Super They won the AFC, they went to the Super Bowl, they know what they're doing. They've got the players, they've got the coaching. You know, the Ravens have got they've got some injuries, man, and, and Lamar Jackson just seems to have a little bit of uh you know, that that thing, that that uh that intangible that quarterbacks need, you know, that uh that that real anticipatory, you know, you can simplify it by saying like you throw the ball where the receiver's going to be, not where they're at, you know, you know, that's Mm -hmm. an oversimplification of it, but that kind of anticipatory intangible thing that quarterbacks have in the passing game, he just never, ever really found it. It's always been the thing that held him back and he's suffering from it pretty bad this year. And because of that, it's worth a sprinkle. Nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If, there's ever more of like a juxtaposition. It's how Lamar Jackson doesn't have that, but Joe Burrow does have that, um, you know, ability to, yeah. to to make the tight window throws um, anticipate. So, um, definitely agree with you there, Man Money Mike. All right, just because this one popped out of me, uh, we talked about the NFC East: Eagles six and zero, Giants six and one, Cowboys five and two. To win the division, Eagles are minus four hundred, Giants are plus nine hundred, Cowboys are plus five hundred. I mean, it's got to be worth a sprinkle on at least either the Giants or the Cowboys, Mad Money Mike.
1: I mean, yeah, maybe if you uh, if you are maybe going to a parade later and you forgot your confetti and uh, you need a little something to rip up, you can put down a bet ticket on the Giants or Cowboys. Boy, maybe. Dude, the Eagles are so strong this year. I just I mean, it's, it's obviously those are great odds if you want to do a tiny sprinkle or whatever, but. Dude, the Eagles, the Eagles are, are very strong this year, man.
0: Yeah. Point taken, Mad Money Mike. All right, let's 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 close out this segment just taking a look at the NFC West. We uh, talked about Seahawks and Seahawks 4-3, and three, Rams 3-3, three three, 49ers Cardinals both 3-4. and four. Uh, 49ers favorite to win the division plus 125. Seahawks' current leaders are plus 500, and the Cardinals are plus
1: 800. Mad Money Mike, is this going to see any of your hard-earned money? Uh, No, no, it's not. But to be honest with you, man, just based on, oh, I don't know, what's going to be such a tight one between the 49ers and Rams? I just think because of Matt Stafford's situation, like there's something going on with him. I just don't think that they can win the division. But then again, you're talking about Jimmy G and it's like, dude, this guy is Dr. Jekyll and and Mr. Hyde, man, it's like from one mm-hmm. moment to the next, it's like, dude, this guy's going to do it. And then the next drive, it's like, oh, he's definitely not going to do it. And then the next drive, it's like, yeah, he's going to do it. And then, I mean, dude, it's just like, a, it's exhausting watching him play. So, you know, I don't know, man. McVeigh has got a real thing going. But I do see uh, Stafford not being able to finish the season for whatever reason. I'm not sure who the Rams' backup is. I also possibly see – jimmy g not being able to finish the season and i don't know who their backup Mm. is with trey lance being out i don't know how long trey lance is out so that's the reason all these different things are the reason why it's not gonna see my money but if i had to right now at the moment i'm on the 49ers hey yo plus 125 nothing
0: uh nothing too shabby there plus money for division bets this uh this late in the season i think uh you know nothing uh nothing too shabby about that all right mad money mike let's head to our locks of the week we are episode number nine last week i had the titans minus two and a half they covered so i moved to four and three on the year still pending that daniel jones bet but he's still like he's definitely going to hit the under he's like passing for less than 200 yards a game and you got to be passing for like 250 to hit his number so looking real good there you uh took a step back you had the broncos minus three versus the jets but of course that was like Free a bunch of injuries in fact you almost made an audible but I respect you stick it to your guns you can't go back to the counter and you know withdraw a ticket um, yep. after you put it in so you fall to five and three but you're still looking really good um both of us you know in the positives on the year which is great winning our world listeners some harder earned cash I'm gonna four go ahead and start three. us off I'm five I'm four and three you're five and three you're doing real good no, no, I'm no, gonna I'm
1: take oh yeah because I took uh because I have an extra bet I took Florida State before NFL started
0: no, because I took Daniel Jones. The bet won't happen, won't clear until the end of the year.
1: I'm just so. saying, why am I five and three? How do I have eight bets in? But it's because I took Florida State before NFL started. So I got seven NFL bets in and one uh, college bet in. Yeah. I was wondering how it is I got eight bets in. Um, yeah, And loyal listeners, obviously, you know, if you place a bet and then, you know, we're doing these podcasts on Monday, there's many days and then you see, oh, Russell Wilson hamstring injury is not going to play. You might have to take a little hit but obviously i hope you all cashed out on that one um so you know nature of the beast all right what do you got for us big bet, brett i'll tell you what mm-hmm. i'll bet you the next three people i ask two of them will say that it looks like sugar right, right how much hundred dollars <laughs> two hundred dollars hey wait a second what are you doing you're not betting you know he's not supposed to bet come on jerry it's a lock kramer you've had this thing under control for almost three years now don't start again but it's a lock No. Right? <laughs>
0: All right, season three, episode number nine, looking at week eight lines. Give me the Bills at home off of buy, 10 and a bye, minus 10.5 versus the Packers, the flailing Packers. They've lost three straight, and they're going to lose four straight in uh, miraculous fashion because the Bills are all gas, no breaks. Mad
1: Money Mike, what you got? Dude, I... This is going to be the second or maybe even like the third week in a row I've done this where the team that I am going to take is actually going to play tonight. I am betting on the Patriots, dude. I hate these Jets. I hate them so much. I'm coming back for revenge. They just made me lose my lock of the week. I got the Patriots going on the road not too far from home at the Jets covering the two and a half. Let's go, Pats. It's a lock. I think that
0: it's good you're getting that bet in right now because, as I've seen today, the line for tonight's game, Patriots and Bears, was like seven, seven and a half. But now it's all the way up to like eight and a half, and I wouldn't be shocked if it kept going up. So um, I, I won't be surprised if Pat's Jets goes to three or even three and a half. So good job by you, Mad Money Mike. All right. It's a Lock Podcast on Twitter, guys, or email us. It's a Lock Podcast at gmail.com. Um, retweeting some pretty funny stuff. gotta check us out there. Let's see what we got dialed up this past week. Um anyway, it's hilarious. Take my word for it. um, yeah, let's go to our closeout out segment diaper bad <laughs> diaries. Matt Money Mike. I'll go ahead and start us off this past uh week. We're feeding Kramer dinner, and he this kid hates to eat, which is weird because that's not genetic. I love eating and have problems eating like. I eat way too much. Um, But yeah, Kramer doesn't like to eat. So we got to like negotiate with him. Like, okay, you're going to eat. If you eat the food, if you eat your dinner, like you eat a bite of fish, then we'll give you like a little snack, like a little puff. It's like some little corn puff. And so he started negotiating with us. Like I fed him a bite of fish and then he took the bite and then I gave him a corn puff. And he was like, I want two corn puffs. Like, give me two corn puffs. I don't want one corn puff. And so I'm like, no. Like one for one, like that's reasonable. But then like he started to make a big deal out of it. And of course his mom, you know, got suckered in. The next thing you know, he's getting two corn puffs with every bite of fish. And that's not really what got me. What got me is he started rubbing it in. He (laughs) took a bite of fish. His mom gave him two corn puffs. I'm sitting right there eating my food. He turns to me and he says, like a mouthful, like, daddy, I got two corn puffs. And I was like, all right, listen, son, you got your two corn puffs. And now you're going to rub it in on me? like. I didn't like that. So, dude, he's, uh, yeah, he's rubbing it in. I'm like, what the heck? Like, he's beating me.
1: Yeah. Wow. They grow up fast, buddy. They grow up fast and they say lots of stuff. Uh, and I have an example of that in this diaper dad diary that I'm about to share. Um, which is actually really sad, man, to be honest with you. This is, this is, it's been, we've got a rough situation Uh going over here. And, uh, it's like a guy I don't know you know there's a there's a whole like uh daughter daddy component like son mom component you know there's there's certain human psychology at play but we are we are deep in the throes of a uh like a a real like a daddy we've gone through actually several of these but like we're in a real daddy phase and it makes me feel so guilty I hate it so much man um but anyways, you know, it kind of falls under the category of kids say the darndest things. So, um, so Valley and I are in, I don't know, we're playing. We're like in her room or whatever, and we're doing something. And Elena comes over, you know, to like be a part of like playing, like whatever we're doing. And Valley's like, mommy, mommy, can you just go away? Mommy. And she like, so she, 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 and at this point she like extends her arm out and she's like pushing her, she's like physically like pushing her. and she goes. She goes, Also, well, so she says, mommy, can you just go away? And, you know, Elena's, this is so heartbreaking, dude, but I mean, it's just, it's, it's real. It's what's happening. But anyways, so she says, mommy, can you just go away? And then Elena's kind of just like, you know, kind of pressing a little bit, kind of just like hanging. And then Valley goes, can you just go into the kitchen and do the dishes, mommy? Oh, man. Like.
0: A double <laughs> whammy.
1: Dude, I don't. I, that's not, she didn't get that from me. Like I've never once said anything to Elaine about doing the dishes. For the record. Like
0: yeah. For the record.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I don't know, man. Kids say the darnest things, but like the way that she said it, it was just like, oh boy, it's brutal, man. It's brutal because it's like, you want to laugh at something like that. But at the same time, it's like, dude, how are you going to do your mom like that? Dude, it's like, it's such a tough age where I just want to be like, Valley, you please like love your mom with like every ounce of love that you have in you. And, you know, they're just too young. They don't get it. Dude, she's being so brutal to Elena right now. But yeah, mommy, can you just go away? Mommy, can you just go in the kitchen and do the dishes? Yeah, uh, Wild. Hurt. Oh, dude. So brutal. Absolutely so brutal. But at the same mm-hmm. time, it's like adorable that she said that. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I mean, d- like. For you, you feel great. But like at the same time, like
0: we need to do a shout out to all the mommies out there about how yeah.
1: uh, instrumental
0: and uh, more useful than uh, than the daddies.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I mean, yeah, I, and I, you know, I do the dishes. It's not like, it's not like Elaine's. Like, where did she come up with that? Like, how did she even like think to say that? Uh, so, dude, kids say the darndest things. Shout out to all the mommies. Sorry mm. for any guff that you get. And, uh, you know, kids, 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 what can you do? Oh, man. That's... uh.
0: That's got the highs and the lows built into it. But, yeah, uh, that's for sure. Yeah, with that being said, Mad Money Mike, season three, episode number nine in the books. How do you want to close this out, man? It's a great time.
1: As always, Big Bet Brent, I appreciate you. I appreciate our loyal listeners. I appreciate the refs. Refs win. Refs lose. Refs go under. Refs go over. I can't <laughs> wait for some more refs next week make sure you follow us on twitter at it's a lock podcast and please send us your loyal listener emails at it's lock podcast at gmail.com we want to hear from you so bad and big bad Brent, as always can't wait to do it again next week my man
0: all right couldn't say it better myself mad money mike that is gonna do it on behalf of yourself this is big bad brent closing out it's a lock podcast season three episode number nine it's a lock Peace. That'll do it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. On behalf of Mad Money Mike, this is Big Bet Brent saying so long and see you next week.